When people have to suffer because of money, or people making money, or whatever, that is just not right. When the doctor can't cure you, and you want to get cured, you're going to try anything, ain't you? Well, I was willing to give it a shot, yes. I'd give it two shots. Change your life. Come and take some real medicine. Medicine that is safe. And medicine that works for a change. Simpson. I live at 344 Little Forks Road, just outside of Mackan, Nova Scotia. I'm here to tell you about the most medicinal plant known to man, hemp. Oils made from the hemp plant are the most medicinally active substances ever found in nature. Up until about 85 years ago, hemp medicines were widely used all over the world. Many drug companies in the 1800s and early 1900s produced hemp medicines for decades. Hemp is a plant, and therefore it cannot be patented. To drug companies, no patent means no money, hence no interest in producing this drug. When you examine bud from the hemp plant, you can see that it is covered in resin. This resin makes the bud appear to be covered in frost. This resin is the medicine. When collected and processed properly, the resulting oil is an effective cure or control for practically any disease known to man, even cancer. We have supplied this oil to dozens of people with cancer. Even people who were diagnosed with terminal cancer by our medical system now have a clean bill of health after treatment with hemp medicine. When working with this medicine, medical miracles are a common occurrence. This oil has brought many people right off their deathbeds. Due to the restrictions put in place by our government against this medicine, we feel that it is our duty to inform the public how they can make their own. In reality, this medicine should be produced on a grand scale in a controlled environment using the highest quality starting material. Producing hemp medicine in this manner would stabilize the potency of this medication, plus any danger associated with this medicine's production could be eliminated. High-potency hemp oil can be produced right in your own home or workshop. Later in this video, we will show you how this can be accomplished observing simple rules of safety. We do not approve of or condone this method due to the safety issues involved, and we bear no responsibility if this information is misused. If you or someone you care about has a life-threatening medical condition that our medical system has failed to help, there is a very good chance that hemp oil is the answer to your problems. There are three different ways to use the oil as a medication. You can ingest it, you can vaporize it, or you can use it topically. But for internal diseases like cancer, lung cancer, that type of thing, uh, the internal treatment works magnificently. Well, I've had four open heart surgeries and probably five pacemakers. I've been through the mill as far as medical stuff goes. And I started taking this because my father was taking it for his cancer, which he doesn't have anymore, but this came along. It works perfect. It lets me do a day's work, or as much as I can safely, 
let's, let's face it, after four open hearts, you are still limited to what you can do. But I go all day. We, wife and I, four-wheeler all over the place. We, uh, it virtually gave me my life back without the pain. I have suffered from uh, major depression since the age of 27. I suffer from anxiety attacks. I've also had three back injuries with, with constant aching in my back and that for years. And uh, when I took this medicine, uh, it seemed to take the aching from my back. It seems to cut down my panic attacks. And as late as I keep going on, it just seems to get better and better, my depression and anxiety attacks. I had a huge mole on my shoulder that was black and dotted had a crusty, it wasn't a natural mole, and I'd been sort of concerned about it. And so actually knowing from Rick mentioning that it cured skin cancer and removed stuff like that, I decided to put a little oil on my mole and see if it worked. So I put a little Band-Aid over it. I only applied it for like three days and then another four, and then in two weeks it was completely gone. Well, I had skin cancer. Melanoma cancer, they told me. I was treated time after time, and I was burnt several times. I call it burnt. They have another name for it. But anyway, they, they burnt me several times, and uh, it wasn't doing no good. All the sad they gave me, I put it on and put it on. So I ran across this fellow they called Ricky Simpson. Well, you've seen my face. I know it's all wrinkled up, but there are no big holes in it. I used hemp oil for a number of conditions migraine headaches cyst on the ovary arthritis bad bad skin allergies snoring upset stomach diarrhea bad something wrong with my bowels and help with every condition that i had i had two months to live i was cashing in i didn't care then and got a hold of Rick, and Rick explained it, how this stuff works. The chemo and, and the radiation just kills everything inside of you. It doesn't give you a chance to live. And then when I look at my hemp oil, that's why I am sitting here today telling you that hemp oil does work. conditions, cancer, diabetes, infections, glaucoma, arthritis, chronic pain, burns, ulcers, warts and moles, any condition involving mutating cells, migraine headaches, asthma, insomnia, anxiety and depression, it works to regulate your weight, it heals scar tissue, it rejuvenates vital organs, in fact I would like someone to show me what it can't heal. When we began, Rick asked me to find out if there was any detrimental effects to the hemp oil. As we searched, we couldn't find any. And the research kept coming back with all the good aspects of the medicine. And as we kept looking, then we ran into Dr. Guzman in Spain, who's done research since 1999 into the hemp oil. The International Cannabinoid Research Society has been researching it for 17 years. They have research papers from various researchers and research organizations, including Health Canada. Well, in our research, we haven't been able to find anything that appears detrimental. Everything is beneficial from the oil. Cannabis and hemp 
traditionally have been used to treat alcoholics and recovering drug addicts, and it hasn't changed over the years. They're still using it today in some cases, but most medical facilities don't recognize it. I believe they don't recognize the product because of the disinformation we've been handed over the years. It's touted as a, an illicit drug rather than a medicine. In the research that we have, the, the most amazing part of the product is the medicinal value to it. Especially in the eastern countries, yet mainstream medicine refuses to recognize the validity of it. To anyone that would say that I am nothing but a high-class drug dealer, uh, to that I would just have to laugh. I mean, drug dealers, they sell it for a big price and they make the money. I've been giving it away since 2003. Well, I'd have to be the stupidest drug dealer in history to give it away. No, would <laughs> How do you make any money if you're giving the stuff away? Well, that's exactly right. I'm just trying to help people, Christian. I mean, that's all this is about. And I want people to know how to heal themselves. In 1975, I was listening to CKDH radio when the announcer came on with a report of THC from the marijuana and or hemp plant killing cancer cells. Three years previously, in 1972, I had watched my 25-year-old cousin die a horrible death from cancer. So when I heard this report, it certainly caught my attention. But time goes by, and I never heard any more reports, so I assumed that the report I had heard could not be true or the system would be using THC to cure cancer. In 1997, I received a serious head injury at work. The doctors put me on prescription drugs, but these drugs did nothing to alleviate my condition, and many of the drugs had horrible side effects. In late 1998, I watched an episode of The Nature of Things, entitled Reefer Madness 2. Dr. David Suzuki interviewed many people with serious medical conditions who had been using hemp as a treatment. The results were amazing. After seeing this program, I purchased some hemp and tried it. Just smoking hemp did more for my medical condition than all those pills the doctors were giving me, and I told them so. I asked many doctors for a prescription for hemp, but was refused. All the doctors would do is tell me that hemp was bad for the lungs and to stay away from hemp. It's still under study. Even my family doctor said it was bad for the lungs. So I asked him what he thought about me taking the essential oil from the hemp plant and ingesting it orally as a medication. The doctor agreed that this would be a much more medicinal way to use this drug, but would still not give me a prescription so I could acquire this drug legally. In 2001, my family doctor informed me that there was nothing more they could do. They had nothing left to try on me, so I was on my own. I continued producing and taking hemp oil as my only medication. Slowly, my thinking processes cleared from the effects of all those chemical drugs the doctors had given me, and everyone around me saw the improvement in my condition. The oil had worked wonders for me. In late 2002, my family doctor examined three areas on my skin which he presumed to be skin cancer. One was close to my right eye, another on my left cheek, and another on my chest. In January 2003, the cancer close to my right eye was surgically removed and they were going to schedule me to have the other two cancers removed at a later date. About a week after the surgery by my eye, the area was infected and very angry looking. I was examining where the surgery had been done when the report I had heard on the radio in 1975 popped back into my mind. I knew the oil I produced had concentrated THC in it, 
So I put some oil on two bandages and applied them to the other two areas of skin cancer. In four days, both cancers were gone. Needless to say, I was very excited about the hemp oil curing my skin cancer, so I went to my doctor's office for a copy of my pathology report, which stated that I had basal cell carcinoma. I informed the receptionist that the cancer had returned and that I cured it and the other two cancers with hemp oil. The reaction of the receptionist mystified me. She went rigid, saying the doctor will not go there, the doctor will not prescribe this. I was standing in my doctor's office telling them that I cured my cancer with hemp oil. And they didn't want to hear it? Foolishly, at the time, I thought the system wanted a cure for cancer. Seeing the receptionist's reaction to the hemp oil left me feeling very uneasy. It felt like the twilight zone. In April 2003, I contacted the pain management center in Halifax. I had been told by a friend that the center might be able to provide me with a license to possess hemp. All I got was a recorded message stating that there was a 21-month waiting period and that you must be referred by your physician. Now, where did that leave me? My family doctor wouldn't even talk about hemp medicine. This time, controversy brewing in a small town over this. Is it a cure-all or contraband? Now, here's somebody dying from cancer. They're not dying anymore. Here's somebody that has something else. Well, they're, they're cured. And this is what's doing but in a small Nova Scotia town, one man is trying to get the word out about what he says are the healing properties of hemp oil. But as Ross Lord explains, where he's spreading the word has created a major headache with no cure in sight. In McCann, Nova Scotia, this oil is gaining a reputation as a miracle drug. That's the cure right there. Oil extracted from marijuana plants. Rick Simpson has been making it and giving it to friends and neighbors. He calls it hemp oil. Others know it as weed oil. In small doses, he says, it makes you well without getting you high. Hemp oil containing THC has been touted as an effective treatment for many diseases, including cancer. But distributing THC, the psychoactive ingredient in marijuana, is illegal. And that has some Nova Scotia users worried their supply of medicinal hemp oil will disappear. Global's Ray Bradshaw has the story. I'm used to it. Hemp oil is being used by some people in the Macan area of Nova Scotia to help in the treatment of cancer. Now they're worried their hemp oil will be taken away. People are being very scared of uh, the RCMP coming in their home and, and taking their medicine from them. And uh, the whole community itself is living in fear down here, including my family. That's because the hemp oil Rick Simpson is making contains THC, an illegal substance. He says there's medical proof that THC kills cancer cells. Rick Dwyer says Simpson's hemp oil cured his father's cancer and other diseases. It took the fluid off his lungs. It repaired the prostate. Uh, it did so many things for him. He doesn't even take his insulin now for his diabetes because it controls his diabetes. Amherst RCMP told us they won't likely track down people who use hemp oil for medicinal purposes. But the RCMP say it is illegal to provide people with hemp oil containing THC, whether or not the supplier is paid. Simpson grew marijuana on his property and made hemp oil from it. This fall, RCMP confiscated the plants, but didn't arrest or charge him. They took it here, so what's to stop them from going house to house? Simpson says without marijuana to make hemp oil, He's been unable to supply people. 
it. He's hoping the attitude toward the drug will soon turn around. People are dying for no damn reason. I'd like to see the most medicinal plant in the world get the recognition it deserves. For Global News and Mac Han, this is Ray Bradshaw reporting. I met a girl at the Mac Han Legion who said, who said she, this guy, Rick Simpson, had cured her of cancer. So I asked the girl if I could meet him. And so she told him, and Mr. Simpson came to the Legion. At the time, he told me he had discovered that he could cure skin cancer and diabetic ulcers with a medicinal oil called hemp oil. And I took this man as sincere. Besides that, his father was a, he told me his father was a veteran, and, and I felt an obligation to check his story out as a, as a veteran's, as a veteran's child. Uh, and uh, so I, he took me with him, and I investigated it as I should have. And uh, he took me to these people, and sure enough, these people were all saying that he had cured them up. He, he brought forward the evidence and the proof, and. And uh, our executive and, and president and, and all of us had agreed that we have to do something. I mean, people are dying needlessly and suffering needlessly. So we held a meeting and uh, we discussed that we would put it in the paper, which the president and the treasurer signed the letter, and we put it in the paper asking for an honest and open review of this medicine. And we started writing letters to provincial command as well as as we sent a tape, I spoke to the president of provincial command three times, telling them to please come up and, and, and you know, at least come up and, and look at this and direct us here. And uh, so that they refused to actually address the issue. And as our members and executive members, I mean, people were dying all around us and people didn't know. And, and so we decided we, we had to do something in that. And so that's when we proceeded to take the direction we did, and that direction was to call in these uh, politicians, our health professionals, and our enforcement professionals, and all the people who should have been contacted over this issue. And when we did, we wrote them a letter, and, and we stated to come to this meeting. We would show you the evidence, uh, the human evidence, scientific evidence, and the medical evidence. And that's when... They come in and shut our Royal Canadian Legion down. What was really shocking was how they did it. There's a battle brewing between a tiny Legion branch in northern Nova Scotia and the Legion Command. The doors are locked here at the Royal Canadian Legion in McCann. Even past President Rick Dwyer can't get into the building. The charter has been pulled and the executive suspended because of their controversial support of the use of hemp oil as medicine. And as Royal Canadian Legion members, for us to sit here while people were dying and suffering horribly and us knowing that this worked, I don't see where there's any honor to that. Dwyer's view of the oil changed after his 82-year-old father started using it. He believes it has helped, even though the oil is not endorsed by the medical community. Dozens of people in McCann have been using the oil, distributed by Rick Simpson. He says the legal and medical communities are against him and his discovery. But the Royal Canadian Legion, and if you read their books and what they're supposed to stand for, it seemed to me that this is the right organization to bring this out. 
The Nova Scotia Nunavik Command of the Legion says it can't be used as a soapbox to distribute any political message, especially one involving illegal drugs. Steve Wessel says what the local branch is doing could damage the integrity and reputation of the Legion. Basically, that's stating a policy. They're saying that the Royal Canadian Legion is in favor of this through their use of our organization, and that contravenes our, or contravenes our general bylaw. Legion Command will appoint a new management committee to replace the suspended executive. Rick Dwyer can't believe it. Well, what greater uh, integrity or honor for the Royal Canadian Legion to speak up on behalf of all the, the men, women, and children who are suffering. Russell says Legion Command is considering further disciplinary action against the executive here, but a final decision has not been made yet. Meanwhile, Dwyer says he doesn't care much about that. He's just glad he did the right thing. Dan McIntosh, CTV News, McCann. The McCann branch of the Royal Canadian Legion was so impressed, it hosted meetings like this one, aimed at spreading the word about hemp oil. But when they planned a big public meeting, Higher-ups at the Legion shut them down. The provincial command came here the day of the meeting, and they come in, they lock the doors, and then I come into the air, and I had two RCMP officers here that told me I was not allowed on the property. They are using Royal, the Royal Canadian Legion, its name, its, its insignias, and the buildings to, as a platform to promote the use of hemp oil as a medicinal drug. I don't care if, the, if this medicine comes from a tomato plant, a potato plant, or a hemp plant. If the medicine's safe and, and helps and works, why not use it? For Rick Dwyer, it's an emotional well, issue. Uh, One of the testaments to hemp oil's healing power is his father, a military veteran suffering from lung cancer. And this last time I was in, I, I didn't know, but they said I was going to die in 24 hours, but I didn't. So I took the oil and everything worked out right. But the Legion isn't budging. They've suspended the entire executive of this branch, along with any activities planned for the building, until they install a new management team. There is no provincial or federal regulation which states that this marijuana can be grown and produced into hemp oil for medicinal purposes. And therefore, it's illegal as far as the province is concerned. And the Royal Canadian Legion does not back illegal operations. Simpson has had trouble with the law. The RCMP confiscated 1,600 marijuana plants from his backyard last year. Plants he claims were grown for medicinal purposes. A court case is unresolved, and so are questions within the Legion about whether hemp oil is medicine or menace. That goes against the general bylaws of the Royal Canadian Legion. What I did, I'm proud of what I did. I'm proud of it. And for now, since the Legion is the town's only meeting place, getting the word out about hemp oil will prove to be more difficult. In McCann, Nova Scotia, this is Global National's Ross Lord reporting. Because they had us under martial law, we couldn't, we couldn't make a decision except for the four management committee members who I feel betrayed all the other members. They came in, they took our freedom of speech away. We weren't, we weren't allowed to talk about why they shut us down. So why were they there? I mean, when you shut a Royal Canadian Legion down, you should you owe the members and the executive and, and at least an explanation of why you shut them down. And, it, and if they shut us down over a cure for cancer, then who's doing the right thing, us or them?
Canada is in an cancer epidemic. I had to blame somebody. Their silence is killing us. It's part of the natural process of life. Michael is innocent until it's proven guilty. Not that simple. When I first got diagnosed, it was the why me. You know, it's not in my family. I've tried to be healthy. I eat my veggies. I exercise a lot. And I try to live pretty, pretty clean lifestyle. Shopping for healthy foods, eh? Yeah. We know all those things. Those things are great, but there must be other things going on. It's not about me. It's why, why is it now one in two who have this stupid disease? And what are we doing about it? Good to see you, Wendy. How are you? Dr. Sam Epstein, he's a, a professor at the University of Chicago, and he's written this book called Cancergate. He's very outspoken about what we're not being told. He's a pathologist with solid science behind him. There is now a growing and a critical demand for the role of corporate social responsibility for winning the losing cancer war. The facts are this. We, these are clear data showing that where Canada is in a cancer epidemic. Nearly one in two men and more than one in three women are getting cancer in their lifetime. This is what Canadians are told about prevention, the seven steps to health. The Canadian Cancer Society have ignored or trivialized these concerns and told the public if you get cancer, it's your own fault. You smoke too much, which is actually right, and not enough to drink. Or you drink too much, or you're obese, or you're an exerciser. It's a lack of healthy lifestyle. It's your fault when you get cancer. And it's it's not, not because we have taken no action to reduce avoidable exposures to carcinogens. Whose fault is this? It is the fault of the Canadian Cancer Establishment, who have not informed the public. The consumer has to realize two things. That their basic rights as Canadian citizens is being denied and challenged by the government, by the cancer societies. But they're there to save lives with needing cancer society. and to be in other words, damage control. You wait, you wait till they get the cancer and then you try and treat it. As such, the more drugs are bought, uh, the higher the profit. Now, the more disease there is, the greater the profit. I'm in Paris because there's a, a huge international conference here full of uh, some of the biggest drug companies in the world who are pitching their, their latest cancer treatments. And cancer is a huge business worth billions of dollars and they get a big chunk of that. So I want to ask them what they're doing to fight the cancer epidemic. A big part of the story is about money. Um, obviously there are limited amounts that Canada can spend on cancer and at the moment um, the biggest chunk of that money goes towards the drugs and the treatments. Obviously big bucks at stake at the, uh, at the pharmaceutical conference. And they kept talking about, oh there's so much stuff in the pipeline. What is your company doing to fight cancer? What are you doing to fight cancer? 
Um, it helps to feel better when you have chemotherapy. So how's business? Great. Yeah. How's business? Business is great. <laughs> so how big a part of your business is cancer drugs now? Uh, it's 80%. You get drugs in uh, breast cancer, uh, drugs in uh, colorectal cancer. We're a cancer company, yeah. Cancer treatment company. Do you have anyone in your family? With, with cancer, my father. Oh, really? What he kind? died. Sativa strains produce an oil that is a very good antidepressant and tends to energize a person. But most of the hemp oil I produce comes from indica strains. Indica strains tend to relax a person and give them more sleep. Rest and sleep are part of the healing process. Place the starting material, preferably good bud, in a plastic container. Dampen the bud material in the container with the solvent you are using. Then crush the bud material. After the bud has been crushed, add more solvent until the material is completely covered. I generally use pure naphtha, but 99% isopropyl alcohol also works well as a solvent, as do many other substances. Work and stir the contents to let the THC dissolve into the solvent. This process takes two to three minutes. Drain the solvent from the starting material and put it through a coffee filter. The solvent now resembles the color of gasoline due to the presence of the hemp oil in the solvent. Make sure the area where you are going to boil the solvent off is very well ventilated. The idea is to carry the fumes away from the boiling solvent to reduce the danger of an explosion or fire. Special care must be taken to avoid red-hot elements or a spark of any kind that could ignite the fumes from the solvent. I have found that an electric rice cooker boils the solvent off very effectively. Bring the solvent oil mix in the rice cooker to a boil. Use a fan to carry the fumes from the solvent away. As the solvent boils off, continue adding more solvent oil mix until it is gone. As the level in the boiling pot comes down for the last time, add 8 to 10 drops of water. Since the boiling point of water is much higher than the boiling point of the solvent used, this water that was added allows the solvent to be released as the oil thickens. As the last of the solvent is being released, it is a good idea to lift the rice cooker and keep the contents in the cooker moving. This helps release any remaining solvent and also protects the oil from too much heat. At no time should the temperature of the oil go over 290 degrees Fahrenheit. Gently pour the oil from the rice cooker into a small metal container. Put this container with the oil into a dehydrator, or put the container on a gentle heating device such as a coffee warmer. It may take a few hours to evaporate the water off the oil. In the end, there should be no bubbling or other activity on the surface of the oil. When the oil is hot, it is quite runny, but as it cools, the oil takes on the consistency of a thick grease. Generally, a pound of good hemp bud will produce about two ounces of high-grade oil. Ingesting this amount of oil over a two to three month period is enough to cure most serious cancers. I started taking it because I ended up with chronic pain from a blood clot from my last operation and there was nothing they could give me except standard pain pills which I can't take because I get addicted to them right overnight and they're just too hard on my system. Every pain pill I've ever tried has caused me nothing but grief and like I say if I take them for more than a week then I'm looking for them all the time. So I call that addiction, I don't know, whatever medical term you want to put on it. but. They, do, they destroy me is what they do because I got no strength, no energy, no pain for a few, uh, you know, a few days. But then the side effect of pain pills is pain. 
but yes, I, I'm definitely a believer because, I mean, I'm walking proof of it. And don't we all deserve to feel better, right, without destroying ourselves? I think it's terrible the amount of drugs that they shove into everybody and we're the little robots, right? We're told to take that, so take that, doesn't matter. But they, they just tear me apart. I mean, they're just not good for my system. Well, they're not normal, right? I mean, anything that starts working against you, and of course you ask them, what does this actually do? They never really know. It might help you. Well, you're talking about your life or death. Might's not good enough. I dripped all the muscles off the bone years ago. About well, four-wheeler, pulling it out of the mud, but yeah. Anyway, like I say, I get crotosome shot for it, but it still wouldn't work. I could grab it, pull it down, but to, to just reach back and do something like that, that you just didn't want to go there anymore. I was told by the doctor that that would never come back in my shoulder because it had literally ripped the muscle off of the bone. He said it'll get to the point where you can use it, but that's always going to cause you trouble and never work right again. That was his opinion. And he was right up until I started taking the oil. Eric's father got diagnosed with fast-acting lung cancer and was given six months to live. And because I had recently read about it, I said, well, what about hemp oil? <laughs> and just to see what his reaction was. And so maybe, you know, I said, have you read about it in the paper? Like, maybe we should talk about it. Once I found out that it would work on this, I said, well, sure, I'm willing to try it. And Never go back now, I can tell you that. After talking to Rick, he said, you know, it works on chronic pain. I said, well, I'm your candidate to try that because I've lived that since 99, every day of my life. You know, I go to bed with it, I get up with it. If I wake up in the middle of the night, it's there. It just never went away. Now I get a full night's sleep. I feel good when I get up in the morning. The pain's never back the way it was. I always knew that marijuana was medicinal. I knew it worked for glaucoma. Oh, oh, my eyes, my eyes, my glaucoma. Yo, gee, I forgot about that. Yeah, glaucoma, I had that bad. Mine was up to my, I don't know if you people understand too much about glaucoma, but anyway, the pressure in your eyes, that's what it is. One eye's down to 14 and the other one's uh, 16. From 31, 32. I feel a lot better. I feel a lot better, 10 times better. I get no pain in my legs now. Uh, my eyesight's improving, and I'm proud of my face. It's wrinkled up, but I ain't got the big holes in there, like a head, and uh, stuff running from them. Uh, I feel much better. I don't know what I'd have done if I hadn't come across Mr. Simpson. I might not be sitting on this chair today. I take it twice a day, usually in the morning and at night. So, and, uh, out of that, well, like I say, a drop is all I take. And that's all you need. Because, I mean, that's, I don't have anything terminally picking away at me, right? Well, that I know about. <laughs> yeah. I don't figure I ever will have now. After I used it and it did clear up the symptoms I had, 20 years younger. Physically, 20 years younger. It is taking that pain out of my back, that aching out of my back that I had from those three back injuries that I've had for so long. And just having that pain out of my back, it has changed my life. I, I, can, I can sleep again. I can, I can lay down again. I can sit up and get in a chair. I mean, there were so many nights that I, I, I laid there at the kitchen table at 2 o'clock in the morning crying because this, this aching, you know, it, it just wouldn't go away. And, 
and to have that gone in itself was fine with me. Like like anything else, I said, okay, I can handle anything else. I'm rid of this now, you know, type of thing. And uh, it's a God's blessing. It eliminated the pain enough that I can function perfect. The pain I have left is well within tolerable levels. I mean, we all have pain, right? I mean, especially when you get older. I'm 52 years old. I'm, you know, I'm not as... And like I say, I've had four open-heart surgeries. That slows you down a little bit. But I can't complain about my lifestyle right now and what I can do. I'm just happy as can be because I never thought I'd be able to do it. You know, I've been told by the medical profession years ago that I'd only sat in the couch and watch TV. I didn't have enough parts left to go. I mean, I've never had any side effects. No problem that way. Seems to control my weight, though. I used to have an awful problem gaining weight and going away, gaining weight. Now my weight just stays dead and that's all the same. And I don't know what that is. I think it just helps your body work with itself. The reason I think that people have a hard time believing what the hemp oil can do is because they've been brainwashed by our system. I mean, we've seen, all seen the commercials, you know, hemp, marijuana is bad. Well, I would like someone to prove, show me where the bad is. Who died from hemp? It's like everyone, you hear about it, you meet the people that have done it, but everybody, it's like, I guess if you see, in some ways, for the people, I guess, to believe in hemp, it's like, if people say they saw a UFO, it's seeing is believing. So for me, that was, like, just incredible. I'm just happy to be alive, you know, because there was nothing the doctors to do, but they just say, go home and die, more or less, you know. They don't come out and say that, but they just said there was nothing they could do for me. Uh, I didn't really want to come down here, but my better half forced me to come, come, and I did, and that's the best move that I ever made in my life. <laughs> that's when things changed, you know. I started eating, I started feeling better. I walked out of here with hope, which I didn't have when I first came in, but I walked out of here, I had all kinds of hope. and. Pray to God, and things worked out, you know, and the hemp oil just started working. The government and the medical system do not want you to have the ability to cure your own diseases. These people don't want anything to change. They've got the big cars, they've got the big bank accounts. Well, we're happy the way it is. And now, now that we know about this oil, well, yeah, we can afford to go buy it because we're the ones that make the big money. They don't give a damn about the poor people. There seems to be a lot of things that this can help, and it's just a sin we're not allowed to find out more for the sake of the ungodly dollar. I mean, that's what it always boils down to, right? I mean, people should have a right in this country to keep themselves well. And I mean, that should be a basic right. I thought it was supposed to be, but I'm finding out not so much. I went to the doctor in Amherst, and uh, I got and told him what I was doing froze right in his tracks. I told him a story that I heard that it would work. And I said, will it work or will it not? Now, he said, Cecil, be honest about it. He said, I can't confirm it and I can't deny it. There's so many people out there suffering with so many diseases that this works for. And I don't, at nights I don't sleep very well because I think of those little children that are being poisoned that are being fed chemotherapy and radiation and, and infants. And, and this is so horrible. 
find out how good it is. Well, I know it's good. But listen, it's more than just for cancer. If you have a serious medical condition, such as cancer, what right does anyone have to tell you that you cannot use hemp medicine? Take a look of uh, me uh, six months ago. I was up and down, up and down, like I had no energy, had nothing to do. Right now, I, I, I want to live. I want to live. You know, God put it out there for us. Why are we using it? Why are, we, why are we denying this to somebody that's going to save someone else's life? If people would just realize how much this medicine can help them, the world would be a better place. It's a miracle medicine. There's no way around that. I got nothing else to say, but, you know, it, it's good. It, it does the trick. It works. I just know that the hemp oil works. I, I really can't explain it works. It works. That's all I can say. You know, like, uh, it works. God love us. All these people, they, how do you not believe this? I mean, it's, it's right before your eyes. January 07, my father came to stay with my wife and I because his cancer had become immanageable. He could not stay alone anymore. At this point, the man had fluid in both lungs, couldn't even hardly walk around. His breathing had gone down to 70%, and he was on his last legs. We started him on the treatment. In the side of three months, the cancer was completely gone. In between that, he got nothing but better. The man improved every day from the time he started the oil until he went to a maintenance dose in March. When I went over for my CAT scan and... Uh, I was going down the hallway and I ran into a, a nurse and she was shocked when she seen me. I wish I would have had a camera because take the picture of her face. It was worth a million. And I went over to get the CAT scan. I wasn't going to go, but I went over because I wanted to make sure. You know, like we always had that little doubt in your mind. And the results were I am cancer free. And I was a happy boy. <laughs> Cancer and disease today, a dose of reality. I was born in 1949. I am a child of the 50s and 60s. When I was young, cancer and many other medical conditions that are so prevalent today were quite rare. When my cousin David was diagnosed with cancer in 1969 at the age of 22, I thought that he had been misdiagnosed. Could a man of this age have cancer? Three years later, in 1972, Dave died from cancer at the age of 25. My cousin was the first person that I knew directly that died from cancer. I am not saying that people did not die from cancer in the 50s and 60s, but cancer at that time was rare enough that I did not know anyone who had died from this disease until my cousin died in 1972. 
I spent most of my working career employed with the hospital system. From the 1970s up until I was injured in 1997, I watched the exponential growth of cancer and many other conditions that had been considered rare. Every year that went by, the number of people that were stricken with these diseases continued to increase, and so did the death rates. During all these years, I often wondered what was causing people to succumb to these diseases that were increasing at such an alarming rate. In the last few years, through my research, I have come to the conclusion that this increase in disease is caused by our environment. In our everyday lives, we are surrounded by chemicals, poisons, and carcinogens that are wrecking havoc with our immune systems. Even our food supply, in many cases, is not fit for human consumption. Look at the hormones that are added to our meat. How could this be considered healthy or safe? Seemingly innocent products that we use in everyday life are full of carcinogens and other contaminants. In my estimation, about 90% of cancers are caused by our environment. Over the last few decades, the number of people affected by diseases like Crohn's, diabetes, allergic reactions, etc. have skyrocketed, and no one is doing anything to curb this trend. Through my research into hemp medicine, I have discovered that properly made hemp oil is a cure-all that could at least give the public a chance to ward off these illnesses. Throughout man's history, hemp has always been known as man's oldest and safest drug, and hemp is non-addictive. Why is the public being denied the use of this medicine by our system? The law that was put in place in 1923 restricting hemp's use was a total sham. Laws are supposed to be put in place to do the greatest good for the greatest number. In Hemp's case, this did not happen. This law was put in place to please big money so they could increase their profit margins. What do they care if the Canadian public suffer and die due to this drug's restriction? The Canadian people put their faith and trust in our political, medical and legal systems to do the right thing for the public. Unfortunately, to date, this issue has been ignored. We are in the middle of a cancer epidemic. To whom can the public turn? In the name of the Canadian people, I am asking this system to start working for the citizens of this country and to end this needless suffering and death. I don't care if you work in our political, medical or legal systems. Do you not have loved ones who have died for no reason? Why does our system support laws that are so obviously corrupt? What chance do any of our loved ones have if changes are not made? To me, in life, there is only right and wrong. To deny the truth about hemp medicine is a criminal act against the Canadian people. To continue hemp's restriction in medicine could only be termed insanity. If no one gives a damn or cares for nothing but themselves, what future does mankind have? I see I see.
And more 